Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'm very glad that you're starting out your Sunday morning with us. Have you ever wondered how to get a presidential proclamation? Well, Janice Brown, our first guest this morning, is working on getting a presidential proclamation that will help shelter pets find forever homes. Then later, Marianne Dell will be back again with her wonderful children's book reviews. So even though we need to take a very fast break right now, we'll be back in a flash right here on the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'd like to welcome to the show Janice Brown, the founder of Tales Magazine. Good morning, Janice. Good morning. Before we get into any other subject, let me ask you, what is Tales Magazine? Tales Magazine is a resource for people with pets. I started it in Chicago back in 2000 and really created it to be kind of a bridge between, you know, what's happening in the animal welfare community and just in the animal, you know, industry in general and uh, getting that out to the people who are in the dog parks and out on the streets and uh, we're a local resource. We're now in 10 cities across the country. And each magazine not only has national, you know, interviews uh, with celebrities and different people, health and wellness, but uh, also a lot of local content that just focuses on what's going on in their own city. Oh, and are you planning to expand it further across the country? Yeah, we continue to grow. We just, our, our most recent markets we opened were Louisville. Um, we're back. We're in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and we're going to be opening, I believe, in December um, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Well, I understand you're a real animal enthusiast, and I suspect that had a lot to do with why you started this. But do you have any special stories on on what made you go in this direction? Yeah, um, I basically, you know, like you said, a lot of different reasons. I had a cat when I met my husband. He had a cat. We kind of thought we were these cool, you know, our, our cats were like dogs and we did all this stuff. <laughs> I used to try and take them out. They didn't really like it too much. But uh, we got, we adopted Luna, who's a white shepherd mix from the Anti-Cruelty Society in Chicago when she was eight weeks old. And that really catapulted me into the whole dog arena, which, you know, I, I'm, look, we have two dogs and two cats at home, so I'm very uh, non-biased against them. But... You know, dogs just, they do more things, let's yeah. be honest. You know, they have training and daycare, and they you take them traveling and, and with you. And like I said, I tried with the cats, but they didn't go over well. <laughs> and, you know, so I started going to the dog park and just really listening to what people were talking about. And it was, again, you know, 10 years ago, uh, people were starting to really get into the conversation of what they were feeding their dogs and how they were training them. And it was just when things, I think, kind of really started 
you know, heating up, and then we started crossing into like the the human humanization of pets. Uh, and at the same time, my husband was playing baseball uh, in our neighborhood and found a dog, a stray dog, a little black lab, who was really skinny, and she was really sweet, but just couldn't find, you know, anyone who she belonged to. Mm. And I started, you know, and again, sounds funny, to 10 years ago, but the internet, you know, obviously it was around, but it wasn't like the way we use it now. Sure. And started looking for a place where I could take her, and I knew that, you know, certain shelters that I could take her to, you know, I, I couldn't guarantee um, that she was going to not get killed because, you know, of overpopulation. Mm-hmm. And so really was looking for, you know, a no-kill shelter or an organization or a breed rescue. And I must have made, I don't know, 50 calls, you know, over the course of a couple of days and finally found one really small group that said, okay, we can take her. You know, we had fostered her for a while. And I just kept thinking, you know, I'm in Chicago. We're the third largest city in the country. Why on earth is there not a place to go where all these resources are available? You know, I, I had a sales job at the time, so I kind of mm-hmm. had the luxury of not having to be anywhere nine to five. But a regular person with a job, I mean, they never would have been able to make all the calls. And because a lot of the organizations have volunteers, you know, they couldn't, they can't call you back right away. So sometimes it takes 24 hours sure. to get back to you. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I really wanted to be the person. You know, I was determined at that point that you know we need to have this resource. And I started looking around and just kind of educating myself in a variety of ways and it ended up starting a magazine that you know our my mission was really and in the back of every single issue since we started we've had emergency listings shelter listings breed rescues uh you know pet loss and grief animal therapy anything that you would need living in you know your area with a pet wow that's amazing well congratulations yeah. on, on such a Thank great you. start 10 cities already Thank you. That's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. We have a, a big online digital community as well, so we're inclusive of you know the whole nation. I guess oh, the whole world. Your, but your, when you're online, yeah. What's your web address? Uh, Talesinc.com. It's T-A-I-L-S-I-N-C.com. Ah, excellent. So now you'll get some uh, California visitors too. Yeah, well, we have a magazine in L.A., and you know we love we love California. So oh, great. okay. So you do have one in L.A. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fabulous. So uh, all you listeners out there, if you can check out Tales Magazine, where can they get it? Well, we're distributed at vet's offices, doggy daycares, uh, you know, any of the pet-related places. And then we're a lot of mainstream locations as well. So we have a great relationship with Whole Foods around the country, okay. um, some independent coffee shops. We have street boxes and uh just depends on the, the area. L.A., we don't have as many street boxes. People kind of laughed at us and said, you know, people in L.A. don't walk anywhere. Why would you have a <laughs> street box? So we have Aww. a lot more street boxes in New York City than we do in L.A. Okay. And are the magazines free? They are. That was one of my other big commitments is that, you know, we started out free. We will always be free. And, you know, we reach a segment uh, you know, people who we like to say they live with their pets, not for their pets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not that we don't love the animal enthusiasts, but, you know, if, if you're not going to a dog show every weekend or agility or, you know, you just kind of are a, a regular person living your life, you have pets, love them, you treat them like family, and we make it very easy for people to find and pick up, you know, on their way in and out of where they're doing their daily shopping, eating, playing, walking, you know, all that. That's wonderful, and that's Tales Magazine. 
Yeah. And, and you've started a really cool project, Letters for Pets. What is this? Yes. So back um, in April, it was April 30th. Well, it was it was April 30th. Um, there were stamps from the United States Post Office mm-hmm. that were dedicated. Um, it was their social awareness stamps, and they're called Stamps to the Rescue. Right. And it's photos of different animals that um, they're all, they all came from shelters. Mm-hmm. They all got adopted since then, uh, and. It was just a really amazing opportunity, and I just kept thinking, what can we do? You know, how can we use these stamps? What can we do? And came up with a letter-writing campaign that is asking the White House, we're asking for a presidential proclamation to make every April 30th National Adopt-A-Shelter-Pet Day. Wow. So, yeah, and we set a pretty lofty goal of 100,000 letters, mm-hmm. and 18 days after we launched, we surpassed that goal. So Are we you got serious? very bold, and we said, let's double it. And just a couple of weeks ago, we doubled our goals, so we just surpassed 200,000 letters. Wow. And, yeah, we're just we're going to keep going. So we've had some initial contact, you know, with some people, and, and we think that we're, we're making some progress and headway, but we just we want those letters to keep coming in at, you know, crazy numbers so that we can say there's no denying that this is what... Uh, you know, that people want. So. Have you have you had any response from President Obama about this? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. We're working on it. We're working on it. So, you know, he, he's got a lot on his plate. But, yeah, yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> yeah, so you can go you can go to tailsinc.com, and up on the right-hand side there's a little logo, um, lettersforpets.com, and you can click on there, and it will take you to, you know, you, you don't have to. You can either write a physical letter if you'd like, and we have the address and everything up there. We have a PDF that you can print out and download, that you can, you know, physically print out and send a stamped letter. Uh, but we also have a form that you can fill out on a website, and then we print out the letter and send it for you to make it ah, even easier. okay. And then how do you know if people yeah. are, are just writing on their own? Well, that, the number that we have is just what we've been able to count ourselves. So, okay. so, you know, so your number could more. be much more than that even. Yeah, so wow. it could be it could be greater than that, but this is just what we've been able to you know keep track of via the website, and then also different. Um, we have been at some events with the Jane Goodall people, um, Roots and Shoots, which is for the young people, and we did some events there. Um, we've partnered up with Halo uh, Pet Food, and they donated fifty thousand meals for our first fifty thousand letters that we send. Oh. Um, yeah, so we have some great partners in this, and it's just, it's just been really fun, and and you know. Like I said, we hope we get the proclamation. We think that we will, but just getting to be with all these pet lovers and hear their stories, and um, you know, it's been really fun. How many letters do you think you need to to get enough for the president to make an official proclamation, making your special pet adoption day? I don't know. I hope to find out what that magic <laughs> number is. But I think you know, I, I mean, we all get those emails every day of different mm-hmm. campaigns and mm-hmm. different things. And, you know, I recently saw one that said, you know, we're trying to get 20,000 letters to do this. I mean, it's a lot of people when you think about it. I mean, yeah. right now, I don't know the numbers right now, but I, I believe we're definitely over 250,000. So it's a quarter of a million people. That's fantastic. That's lot, and, and you know what? I'm so glad you were able to tell our Pet Place audience about that today and also about Tales Magazine. So thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's it's been my pleasure. Well, we need to take a very quick station break right now, but don't go away. We'll be right back with the Pet Place Radio Show here on Retro Twelve Sixty.
Welcome back to Pet Place Radio Show. It's time for one of my favorite recurring segments of the program, Book Reviews with Marianne Dell. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Marie. So you've been very busy reading some books that you can tell our listeners all about. Yes, I've got some good ones here, I think. Yay, I'm excited to hear about them. All right. Well, this book turned out to be one of my favorites. It's called The Dogs Who Heal the Family by Joe Codert, publisher's Harlequin, and it's twelve ninety five. And Codert just coincidentally, turns out, grew up where my oldest, dearest friend grew up, back in New Jersey, not far from where I grew up, so it's kind of neat. You're a Jersey girl? I am a Jersey girl, <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> wow, could not tell by your accent at all. No, I lost it somewhere along the road. <laughs> I've actually been a California girl longer than I was a Jersey girl, but, oh, okay. you know, your roots are where they are. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of little stories about animals who helped people and people who helped animals and in the process quite often saved one another. She tells about a man who helped a goose that was born without feet by fashioning shoes for him. Wow. Um, A woman who was stopped while she was out on the walk with her dog by a deer whose baby had gotten caught in a fence and the deer clearly was asking the woman for help, and she helped and saved the fawn. (laughs) And then lots of dog and cat stories. The the title story, The Dog Who Healed a Family, is about a family who adopted three children, and the children were having a very, very difficult time. They had three kids of their own, and then they adopted these other three kids, so they kind of became a modern-day Brady Bunch. Mm Mm-hmm. And the new kids were having a terrible time because they had been very traumatized by their past. And the father was a vet, and someone brought a dog into his hospital to be euthanized because they were moving. Classic story, right? Yeah. And the father asked, the husband asked his wife, could we keep her? Well, the wife was real hesitant, but she said, sure, let's try. And the dog came home and literally did heal the family by helping the newer kids learn about love and see that someone could love them and they could trust someone. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really, really sweet story. Wow. And not a dry eye. It was so no, proud. No. <laughs> and, you know, she talks in her afterward, and I think this is something that we all ponder, those of us who are animal lovers, mm-hmm. how come we find it so easy to love animals? And I think she's got a great answer. Human relationships are wonderful. Our love is wonderful. But there's always caveats. There's always the baggage we carry with us. Mm-hmm. There's always the need for compromise. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes the human situation so interesting and what makes love really worth it when you can make it work. Mm-hmm. But the neat thing about animals is they don't demand any of that. They don't demand compromise. They don't care if we act like complete and utter fools and throw ourselves <laughs> at their feet when we love them. Uh-huh. And they just take it all in stride, and it's wonderful, and I think she's right. That's why we can love them so well. Yeah, and they always love us even when we're at our very worst. And And isn't that the truth? Sure hasn't? Who hasn't sat down and wailed their heart out to their dog or their cat or their parrot (laughs) and felt better as a result? There you go. That is so true. So, again, what is this book called? It's called The Dog Who Healed the Fam- a Family. Okay. It yes. just sounds really special. It is very, very sweet. 
Okay, and your next book is called Train Your Dog Like a Pro. Yes, and this is by one of my favorite authors and dog trainers, Jean Donaldson. Um, Jean runs the Academy for Dog Trainers in San Francisco, SPCA, which is a marvelous program. Um, haven't done it myself, but I know some trainers who have, and it's a very, very intensive program, but it's wonderful. And she wrote a, a classic book called The Culture Clash, which was one of the first books that explained what a disservice we do to dogs when we think they're going to act and react like people. Mm-hmm. And she's now come out with Train Your Dog Like a Pro, which is a very simple but scientific approach to training simple behaviors like sit, down, come, stay, and increasing the complexity. So not just teaching your dog to sit in front of you when you say sit, but mm-hmm. teach your dog to sit and maintain that sit regardless of what you do. Oh, well, that's very, very good to know. Yeah. And her process is really simple. She breaks it down into repetitions, how many times you do something. If you do it five times and the dog did it correctly five times, then you move on or push, in her terminology, to the next level. Okay. And if the dog does maybe three, you stick at that level. And if the dog only does one, then you drop down to a simpler level and make it easier for the dog because, of course, the key to good dog training is you want the dog to always succeed. Sure, and to feel the praise of succeeding. Yep, it's just like teaching children. Mm -hmm. You always want them to succeed, so you make the lesson at such a level that they can succeed. Mm -hmm. And she also has a DVD that accompanies that comes with the book. Oh, excellent. And that, you know, uh, backs up some of what she says, and you can see some examples of how to train what she's talking about. And it's just a really, really nice book. I like it a lot, and... It has the bonus of having one of my favorite dogs, her chow Buffy, on the cover. I just love her chow Buffy. She's hysterical. (laughs) Well, I think you're partial to chows. Yes, I have a thing for chows. I absolutely do. (laughs) Okay, well, this is a great book for people who want to train their dogs, and it's Train Your Dog Like a Pro. That's right. Okay, and what do you have next on your Oh, this one I also love. This is called Do-Over Dogs. Give Your Dog a Second Chance for a First-Class Life. Okay. By Pat Miller, who's the past president of the Association of Pet Dog Trainers, which is a positive reinforcement-based dog training organization. Mm-hmm. And she also has been an animal control officer. Uh, she worked with the Marin Humane Society for many years. She now has her own place in Maryland, Peaceable Paws, and she has a program for trainers, um, where you can go and work with her, and she's wonderful, very intelligent, very good, um, has done her research and really knows what she's talking about. And I love this book because it's all about what so many people give shelter dogs a bad rap for. Mm -hmm. You know, they all, oh, they have behavior problems, they have baggage. Yes, a lot of them do, but it's very rarely baggage that they created themselves. It's Mm -hmm. generally baggage that was created by the people who had them, got them when they were puppies, and didn't do a darn thing to socialize them. Just left them in the backyard. Yeah. I know, you know, I hear so many people who are relinquishing dogs to shelters say that they've got this problem or that problem or whatever, and basically the only thing they've ever done for their dog is put out a little food and put out a little water and not take any time or energy in training or teaching, and they expect the dogs just to be perfect from day one. 
Yeah, you know, they think, so many people think dogs just know what to do Mm -hmm. around people and don't need any help. And I've never understood that mentality because people need help to learn. Mm -hmm. We aren't born understanding what numbers mean or money means or what being polite means, being courteous. We have to learn those things. Sure. Uh And yet we expect dogs who don't even speak our language to pick up those things all on their own. Yeah, yeah. And if they don't, off to the shelter to be relinquished. Exactly. And Pat talks about a lot of the issues that some dogs have, lack of socialization, sometimes aggressiveness, reactivity. Uh, They get startled very easily, Mm -hmm. do a lot of barking. Um, And so she talks about how you can deal with those situations. Okay. And she also, one of my favorite parts, ends the book with some success stories of some Uh, do-over dogs. Ah, that's fabulous. And that one is called Give Your Dog a Second Chance for a First-Class Life. Do-over dogs. Do-over dogs. Okay. Yep. And your last one is called Stay. I'm seeing a little bit of a trend here. <laughs> Train your dog, do have a dog, Train and your dog stay. and love your dog. <laughs> and, and in, well, you know, I'm a firm believer, as you know, from talking to me over the years, uh-huh. that training any kind of activity you do with your dog, if you get into the activity, one of the reasons I love training dogs is it's a great way to make a bond. Mm-hmm. It is one of the best ways to form your bond and increase your bond. I do things like agility and nose work because my dogs enjoy it, but also because it really helps us get to know one another better. Sure. And so anything that furthers that bond, so yes, I always talk to people about And it's good fun, and it's quality time. Absolutely, and anything like that we can do. I've got nothing against the person who takes their dog with them everywhere they go and doesn't do a lick of training, but they have a wonderful relationship Mm -hmm. if the dog's well-behaved. Sure. And and the person's well-behaved. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's it's all in what works for you. Okay. Um, And stay actually is, has nothing to do with the dog. It has to do with the human relationship oh, in the book. Okay. But it's a clever play mm-hmm. on what, you know, something we all like to teach our dogs. Mm-hmm. And it's a, this is a fiction book, and it's, a, it's about a woman who loses the love of her life to her best friend. Oh, no. And this colors her entire life, and she can't seem to move on. And she goes through a series of misadventures after her two best friends get married mm-hmm. to one another and is pretty darn despondent, so she starts drinking one night. Oh. And it's actually not a morbid book at all. It's pretty funny. Allie Larkin, the author, has a very nice light touch with dialogue and with the self-dialogue that the author does. Mm-hmm. So you're, you know, anyone who's been through unrequited love will totally relate, and haven't most of us at some time or another, will totally relate with the narrator, who is Savannah, or Van, as Mm -hmm. she's mostly called. Um, But the night she starts drinking, she starts watching a Rin Tin Tin retrospective on TV, (laughs) and decides that a dog is what she needs. Now, the, the one issue I have with this book, and in the overall scheme of things, it's a pretty big issue, because I certainly don't want to see anyone go out and do this. She gets on the Internet and spends thousands of dollars buying a dog from Eastern Europe. Oh, no. Certainly not how we need 
to buy a dog, and I would have to get a dog, and right. I would like to have seen somewhere in the book. And I think she does mention at one point that, you know, it was a ridiculous thing she did, and it was a ridiculous way to get a dog, but it would have been nice for those purists among us like myself mm-hmm. to have thrown something in about how she could have gone to a shelter. Or German Shepherd Rescue. Absolutely. She wanted a Rin Tin Tin. Absolutely. Yeah. The story, that aside, the story still has a nice message, which is, she, like so many of us, learns when the dog comes into her life and she has somebody to take care of who's dependent on her, that life really is more about more than just having that love of your life mm-hmm. and, and it having to be a person. Yeah. And she comes to learn that a dog can fulfill an awful lot of the things we think only people can fulfill. And the dog, of course, gets her out of her funk and gets her into life. And, as one would have it, helps her find the real love of her life. Absolutely. You got a, you got a dog beach with your dog, and, and you're single, and you're definitely going to be talking to lots of mm-hmm. other people. That's right. That's <laughs> absolutely right. They're good conversation starters. Yes, they are. Wow. So it's you know it's it's overall it's a nice light read, mm-hmm. and just that one caveat about uh, I really wish she had obtained the dog in a different way. There you go. Well, we'll have to tell her her next book needs to include some uh, adoption stories about That's shelter right. pets. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Marianne, thanks for these great reviews, and I will be looking forward to your next batch. All right. Well, thanks, Marie. It's always fun. Okay. We need to take one last break, but we'll be right back here on the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro Tell 60, so don't go away. Back on the Pet Place Radio Show, I'm Marie Hewitt, and it's time for some Pet Place news and events. Did you know you can help reduce pet overpopulation with the California Spay and Neuter license plate? Remember, spaying and neutering saves lives. The California Spay and Neuter license plate, sponsored by the California Veterinary Medical Board, provides a fun and easy way for pet lovers to help reduce pet overpopulation. Proceeds from the plate provide funding for free or low-cost spay and neuter surgeries across California and also helps to raise awareness about the importance of spaying and neutering. By pre-ordering the California Spay and Neuter license plate today, you can be among the first to display the new plate on your vehicle. To order your license plate now, visit C-A-S-P-A-Y-P-L-A-T-E dot com. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.